Oh, you about to get some. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacolors. The Megacolors. <laughs> What's up, Ted? I like how I tried to sign language like an uh, explosion and I still went. <laughs> I know you did. Right? So if you hear that weird like frog sound during uh, Rage Against the Machine, it was the Ted Smith. <laughs> Every time we play Testify on the Men's Room. Blows up, doesn't it? Yes, and selfishly, I can't help myself. I'm always like, uh, where's, where's the text line? <laughs> Let me just look and see what people are texting. Yeah, let me just let me just check it out. See that, what's going on. That makes my day whenever I see that because it's like, oh, cool, people are listening, and and we learned on uh, Saturday that people are listening because yeah, holy smokes, man! Thank you to everybody who came out to our big mega party over at Virtual Sports in Tequila. Monster turnout, dude! When we first started, like we had capacity for laser tag, which was oh, uh, uh, you could fit forty to play laser tag. In two yeah. games, and we already maxed that. And then as the night, as the afternoon went on, we probably doubled that, if not tripled. Not probably yeah. not tripled, but we definitely doubled it. I do, I do like the way it worked, though. I feel like everybody that really wanted to get in laser tag got in. Yep. I yep. like uh, what's it, Augustine and Caesar. Yep, yep. Brought in the tamales. Yep. Augustine's just... mom or grandma makes them. <laughs> yeah. yep. I just love they were like kind of hold. It was nice. It was exactly what I think I had hoped for. At least it was like. There was people that wanted to do laser tag, mm-hmm. virtual reality, and then there was just a group of like nice people that just wanted to hang out. I didn't know we'd have tamales and just like kind of drink some beers and chill. I just love that they brought them in. Like, all right, we're just bringing in bags of tamales, and that was great. And then uh, props to uh, Sal and Chris from uh, the Not Playing Stupid podcast. Oh yeah, also listen to our podcast, and 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 you know actually were inspired by us, the podcast and the Migscast to create their podcast, which is beyond flattering. Um, they they bought a bunch of drink tickets and handed yeah. them out to people. I know. I almost felt bad. I didn't use enough of their drink tickets. I just love that I'm talking to random people, and everybody had the same thing. Like I've been to other listener parties. I've never been around a cooler bunch of fellow listeners. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know what to, how to explain it, but I mean, I think it's just a testament to what we're doing and the people that listen. Everybody's cool. There's no jerks. Right. Nobody's a Except jerk. For Caesar, but I mean that's okay. We'll let it slide. Caesar's hilarious. I love Caesar. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> he is the king of saying inappropriate things, and I respect him for that. Yeah. I mean, they're inappropriate about the Mexican community, and he is a part of it. Like that. Yeah, that's what started it. Was <laughs> I was sitting there talking to him and somebody else, and I said, "All right, I got to tell you one joke," and he was like. Oh, all right. That is funny. Even yeah. though it's a Mexican joke. And then, and then he just was like, all right, how about this? How about that? He, as his way of saying hi to me, pretend shanked me. <laughs> all of a sudden, I feel a hand in the ba- in my back, and I turn around, and it's Caesar with a fake knife going into my back. I'm like, oh, it's Caesar. Of course. He gives the shank hi. God. And his Instagram is killing me. Oh, all the food? Yes. Yeah, I, I can't look at his Instagram when I'm hungry. No. It makes me angry. Yeah. I mean, I thought I knew good Mexican restaurants, but it seems like every meal he eats is the best Mexican I've seen. Right, and it's all like crazy food trucks and all yeah. that. Yeah. It, Caesar's the man. Props to Caesar. And everybody who came out, that was a blast. It was. Such a good time. So much fun. All right, well, why don't we just get things going? We and let's remember, Steve, I won air hockey. Lies. <laughs> Lies. I'm the champion. <laughs> so at Virtual Sports, they have... <laughs> 
an air hockey game for four. Four. Corner. It's a, it's, instead of a rectangular rink, it's a square, and each person got a spot. So it was four of us playing. And because, you know how like sometimes you're just dominant doing one motion? Yeah. Well, Ted happened to be in the direction of the mo- the, the motion that made me my dominant motion. So all I kept aiming for was Ted, and Ted started getting pissed at me. He's like, can you stop trying to score on me? I'm like, I can't score on the other guy. And going long ways is more difficult. So I just kept right. And at this point, I've had some beverages. No. Maybe smoke some weed. Never. No. And it's like, let's play air hockey. This is during the game. I almost get confused. I'm getting scored on at will. But right before the time goes out, I score one goal. And, and then, celebrate as if I have won. And then come, we find out later... Ted was already eliminated from the game. Yeah. Like, when you get eliminated, I guess like a weird little like a little mini wall goes up <laughs> in your in your goal. And so I'm look, I, I didn't notice it either. So I mean, I'm just as dumb as everybody. We're all thinking Ted is just dominating as a as a goalie in air hockey. stuff. Like he's stopping stuff that made no sense, like <laughs> phantom saves. I'm like, "Why can I not score on Ted?" Fast forward to later on in the night when we're hanging out for dinner at Red Robin with uh, MCTP and his lovely lady. Yum. Yum. For the food. I mean, that was weird timing. I said lovely lady and you go, yum. Well, you said Red Robin. I know. It's an automatic I'm reaction. just trying to make it awkward because it was awkward the last time we did a podcast and we talked about her. And she gave me crap about that. Like, yum. Oh, yum. <laughs> Well, then they, they 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 explained to us how this air hockey game worked, and we're like, yeah. oh, you're sitting with two morons. <laughs> you're right. I just like, I wish I could explain to people the excitement on my face where I'm like, I won. Yeah. And then Matt's like, no, man, you were knocked out real early. You were the first to lose. Right. You won it losing. I won it losing. Hey, if you're not going to win it, you might as well win it losing. Yeah. Hey, be first somehow. And you were. All right. First in the end or first out. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Yum. Like we, for the record, though, phenomenal dining experience at the Red Robin. I'm, dude, and there was a moment of panic. So Ted and I, after we're done, we're like, hey, you know, Matt and Tyler, let's go, let's go get some food. Yeah. And our plan was to go to Red Robin. Yum. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I pulled up on my phone for directions, and I'm like. Son of a bitch, on, on my GPS, you know, it'll tell you like hours sometimes, yeah. it gives you information. It said in red letters, closed. Like, can't be closed. Call it. And it's just an automated phone. And I'm like, it's too loud for me to figure out what the hell the prompts are. So I'm like, ah. I'm like, look, guys, it says it's closed. So then we decide, okay, well, screw it. We can't go. Either we're going to drive four more miles, which it shows how lazy we are. We're like, no, we can't do that. Well, I mean, we're right there at South Center. Right. It was like literally, literally like two minutes away from virtual sports. Yeah. So we decided, oh, well, let's go try this place called Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I think anyone who doesn't know what Twin Peaks are, Google it. It's a chain restaurant. It's basically Hooters, Hooters. but with girls dressed as like as if they were like St. Pauli's girls. I would call them sexy lumberjacks. Sexy lumberjack and lumberjackets. Lumber. Jackers. Lumber. <laughs> Lumberjackers? Lumberjills. 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 And Twin so- Peaks is in reference to the boobs. <laughs> Oh, yum. Yum. <laughs> so we're, we park, and then Matt's like, hey, man, on my GPS, it doesn't say that Red Robin's closed. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe we should try it. It's only, you know, it's like one more block away. And then so he's like, I don't know. I'm like, he's like, I, I'm sure Ted, Ted was in the car still doing something. 
that might have something to do with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Making a spliff, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Uh, so then we're like, well, Ted's probably going to just want to... He goes, Ted seemed really excited about Twin Peaks. I'm like, but he was also more excited about Red Robin. Yeah. Yum. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we open up the door. And we're like, Ted, we think Red Robin might be open. And I, you just looked at us and you're faded at this point. Like, yeah. You're just like... Well, that's what the plan was, or something along those lines. <laughs> Get in the car again. Drive to Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> and it was a great choice. Oh, yeah. Well, you forget to, like, so Red Robin's packed. Yeah. But. Oh, this is great. It's for adults. So you can just go into the bar and, and get a seat, but we get, we didn't just walk in. We walked in obnoxious. We passed people while we're all going adults here, adults here. We are adults for adults for adults. No children coming through. We know where we're going to the bar. <laughs> so we ended up getting a table in the bar pretty quickly. Yeah, and then tower onion rings, burgers, fries, fried pickles, fried pickles. Uh, Ted and I went with the Royal Burger. Yeah. If you I, ask my wife, I got the whiskey barbecue chicken wrap. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> right? That Royal Red, man. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. When that egg, and both of us are, this is example number two, why Ted and I are morons. We didn't bother to cut it. To, so we took yeah. our bite and we went straight for the yolk and it just exploded over our hands. Yeah, I had a lot of yolk on my in my beard, too. <laughs> We were both just a mess. And then just crushed that and then had dessert. Yeah. Oh, had the shake. Yeah, that was it, it was solid, dude. And what the hell were those things that we got? Uh, chocolate bars. Fruff, fruffles? Fruffles. Fruffles. Yes. Yeah. Shockingly good. Really good. So, But if you get them, get them with a group. Don't get one just to yourself. Because yeah, they're, they're, they were rich. Super rich. And there's yeah. like five of them. So yeah. one is plenty. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great experience, though. It was. That was one of the best meals I've had in a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, granted, I was, I was pretty faded too. But I don't know if you're going to find pretty more, more excited adults to go eat at Red Robin. And we stayed there forever. I, I couldn't believe how long we were in there. We were like three hour experience. I think yeah. it was great. We had so much fun. It was an awesome time. And thank you again. Thank you everybody who came out. Uh, everybody that we got to talk to. It was. I mean, you guys are uh, unbelievable. It was, yeah. it was, it was just, it was cool to know that what we do, you guys appreciate because we appreciate the fact that you guys listen. Oh yeah, can't and say it enough. We gotta do something up north next. Next, definitely. All right, all right. So I don't know where. Maybe we'll do a Red Robin. <laughs> maybe. Yum. <laughs> all right. Why don't we get our push-ups out of the way, Ted? I decided to be selfish and uh, get myself pumped. All right. Uh, for WrestleMania weekend, because you know I am heading to Orlando tomorrow. I get on a plane. I'll be broadcasting live for BJ and Miggs from Orlando on Friday morning, and there'll be a special episode of the Miggs cast coming out either Friday or Saturday, depending on when I can edit it up. Uh, myself, our buddy AJ Francis, former Seahawk, current Washington Redskin. Nice. Uh, he lives there, so I'm staying Maryland at his Terp. place. That's right. Terp. Uh, fellow Arsenal fan. Yep. Uh, so we're going to go and do Radio Row and interview all the wrestlers and put put out a special episode of the Migs cast with AJ Francis. And then also I think we're going to use some of the interviews also on their podcast, Jobbing Out. So there'll be plenty of ways to hear. Um, and, and also, obviously, there'll be interviews heard during BJ and Migs. So lots of ways to hear the wrestlers. Oh, Steve, you're going to interview everybody in Orlando? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. My wife said, if you go to Disney World without me, you haven't seen this kind of anger it will be unleashed on you. Steve, doesn't sound like your wife's full of Disney spirit. <laughs>
<laughs> I wonder what Mickey would say if he went to Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> Let's get ready for the push-ups. <laughs> this is the theme song to WrestleMania. It's Pitbull. Give me the green light. <laughs> of course it is. Right? It's in Florida. Of course. I mean, they should have had Flo Rider, but whatever. But he was like the... He's on this song. God damn it. And he's there. Are you going to party at his house? I hope so. They play the music real loud. Yeah. All right, get the heart rates and the blood pumping in the brain. Function. Get 10, mega family. Finished on the beat too. That was great. We like we timed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing like an old man walk dance. Ted talks, starring the Tech Smith. <laughs> Today's TED Talk. It's a personal one. Actually, this is just a warning. If you need to find a place to live or rent in Seattle, it is so expensive. Jesus Christ, what is going on out there? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. It's up till four in the morning looking at apart- new apartments to rent. That bad? Yes, yeah, Steve. It's a nightmare. I mean, no offense, but I don't have a car. Right. Like, uh, I'm sh- offended. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to crap on, like, sh- you know, like the Burbs, like Linwood right, or Shoreline right. or anything, but it's just like, I don't have a car. I like to commute on foot. But yeah, to, like even Ballard would be bad for you. Yeah, trying to find something downtown is just a nightmare. What do you, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I think the market's going to fall out. Amazon's moved in. It's expensive, folks. That's my point. All I know is, you were telling me the prices. I remember when I was living in Lower Queen Anne, very close to where you're living now. Yeah. And apartments, I thought it was, we were like, whoa, that's a lot of money for a one bedroom. $800 a month. And this <laughs> yeah. is like... This isn't that long ago. I'm not talking about like years. Oh, I am talking about years ago, but I'm not like talking about like back in the 60s. Like this is like 10 years ago. It's ridiculous how much it's gone up over the years. How do they expect anyone to live in Seattle? It's like San Francisco. It is, dude. It's it's unbelievable. And it's just crazy is when I moved into my last place was like 2010. Uh Uh-huh. So the market was still pretty down and stuff. And it was like, you could... I, I don't know. There were, there were, the, the options were plentiful. That's funny. Yeah, 2010 is when I moved into our house in, in, in Puyallup, and I was really, yeah. like, that was when everything was kind of falling apart, and I'm like, this is the time to get a house. Like, yeah. Like, let's just do it. I, you know, whatever. I'm looking at, like, I, I was curious because they, they, we got those new buildings being built around our, our, our radio station. I'm like, ah, they just had a curiosity for poops and giggles. I wonder, because it says low 300s, live in here. And I'm like, what is that, like a one bedroom? I go on their website. I click on the floor plans for the three, like low three hundreds. That's like a four hundred square foot studio. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Right, that's the other issue I have. Right, like I, you know, some people are like, ah, oh, you thinking of buying and stuff, but like for a one bedroom, I mean, you can't. The cheapest one I found, it's only because I know a buddy selling it. It's still mm-hmm. like three thirty, and I, jeez, yeah, right. <laughs> like I, I was telling Steve, like I don't know what's, like I don't want to pump in thousands of dollars every year to rent, but also I. I don't know. You don't want I just to- have a hard time spending $330,000 for a one-bedroom, like, 600-square-foot place. And uh, But somebody doesn't have a problem with that. That's the part that blows my mind. If you're, if you're doing well enough to afford that and it doesn't bother you to drop that kind of coin, it blows my—I I just don't get it. Like, how do you look at that and go, yeah, that's totally—that's fair market value, unless you just—you you have no choice but to. 
I think it's I think it's that, and it's also because you don't care. Like yeah. you're only working. You know, like a lot of the Amazon people will come in and they work for three years, they get paid a bunch of money, and then they leave. So they don't mind. Yeah. Like they'll just kind of dump the money into those uh, places. But now, too, in Seattle, you're getting like Chicago or New York City, and you're getting a lot of the, uh, what do they call them, the ghost apartments or whatever. It's all the Chinese money's moving down from Vancouver as Vancouver enacted some laws mm-hmm. that try to basically trying to get people that live in the city or work in the city to live in the city. So gotcha. now all that money. Is coming down and people just buy these expensive condos and stuff yeah. and they barely even use them. So that's what I call them. Like, I think it's ghost apartments. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a term. Yeah. It's nuts, bro. I, I feel bad for you. Like, I even I was like, oh, well, what's a one bedroom or a two bedroom in that, that place right across the street from us? Two bedrooms, like two million, over two million a year. Not a year, two million to buy. And I'm just <laughs> like, it's still less square footage than my house, which is way less than what you'd have to pay for a studio in downtown Seattle. I have yeah. a 2,000 square foot house. I couldn't, for the amount that I paid for my house, um, I might be able to get like a closet in a really bad neighborhood in Seattle. Yeah, well, that's the other thing too. Selfishly, besides the, the money, I, I just don't want to leave Belltown. Like, yeah, I love Dimmon Town. It's a great spot. Yeah. So, yeah, TED Talk. It's expensive out there, folks. TED Talk. If anyone has a place that they want to rent out for a very reasonable price, <laughs> right? reach out to the Ted Smith. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks. That TED Talk was very personal. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes we got to let it out. You know what, though? I don't have a full poem. I'll end with a little, a little rhyme or a riddle. Oh, hold on, then. I got to get ready for that. All right, here we go. Ted Smith. A flute with no holes is not a flute. But a donut with no holes is a Danish. Yum. Mega Cash, we'll be back. <laughs> oh, well, this is heavy and hard. Just how I like my men. Ha, ha. The Megacast will return. Nation. Now you can buy used Oakland Raiders fanware for cheap. Pirate heads, shoulder pads with skull and crossbones, skeleton helmets, chains, used black hole signs, and tons of black and silver face makeup. Even scary gorilla pirate masks, half off. Spikes for hair, spikes for wristbands, spikes for gloves, spikes for football gear, spikes for spikes. Buy two or more items and get a free banner that says, if you build it, we won't come. It's the Oakland Raiders former fan emporium. Right across from the same old crappy Oakland Stadium on Disappointment Boulevard. And coming soon, Mark Davis Voodoo Dolls. Now open in Oakland until 2020. Come on. I'd love to ride a roller coaster. If that roller coaster's name is Ted. Ha, ha. The Megacast is back. Oh, yeah, she wants some of you. Yeah. 
She's going to have to wait. Apparently, I'm busy moving. Yeah. So if anyone can help Ted find a new apartment. I, I've heard before that there's like realtors that help people find rentals. Yeah. So if anyone knows anybody, reach out to Ted Smith. Yeah, please. We can't have Ted leaving Seattle. He'll never come back. Right. He'll be stuck in Federal Way with uh, no way to get here. I know. Like, have you seen Ted's new place? Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's like a two, three bedroom apartment. It's palatial. Like, but have you seen Ted? Like, no, man. He lives in Federal Way. Yeah. He doesn't have a car. I haven't seen him in months. I mean, I guess I'd see you and the donkeys more. Yeah, you come hang out at the games. You can go get beers with us after the fact. That'd be awesome. Become a fixture at the Red Robin in Federal Way. Yum. Yum. <laughs> it's funny, Grace is like flirting with you. Dude, I had, this is the greatest, like, okay, not the greatest moment of my life. Obviously, I've had a lot of great moments. And for me to say this is the greatest moment over my, my marriage might get me in a lot of trouble. All right. I, how often do you have women flirt with you? Not like, enough. Right. Out of the blue, they don't know who you are. Oh, wait a minute. Right. It's not like at an event or something? Right. Oh, rarely. Yeah. Same. Never. Yeah. At least I'm also oblivious. This time, it was so over-the-top obvious. Really? And it, look, I'm not obvious. It just made me feel, you know how it felt? It made me feel good. Yeah. Because I was like, what in the hell? And it was like she was flustered. It happened at a Starbucks. No kidding. Greatest moment, man. It was hilarious. Another so, customer or an employee? No, barista. Oh, nice. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. It's Starbucks, not a, not a bikini barista stand, but still. All right. And she was a pretty girl. It wasn't like as if like, you know, I don't know why it matters, but it it, it does. It does in a way. I mean, anyone, like if you see someone that you think's attractive and they, they get flirty with you, it's like, wow, cool. That made me feel good. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. So, you know, I say hi, pay, all that. And then she's like gr- looking to get my drink. She's like, how's your day? I'm like, it's good. You know, excited to get my slow roasted ham and Swiss. Let's go. Uh <laughs> I hate small talk, man. I just want my food and my drink, and I want to go. Yeah. And then she hands me my drink. What and, time of day? Uh, like 10 a.m. All right. Right? So she hands me my drink, and then she's like, here's your smile. And I'm like, huh? And I, I was like, whatever. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. So I'm like, thanks. And she's like, I mean, uh, coffee. I mean, you have a really nice smile. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, you're very handsome. Oh! <laughs> like, <laughs> She got flustered, and I'm like, I did the, I looked behind me like, is there another person in my car? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you very much, and got my drink and went on my merry way, but I was like, it made my day. You're very handsome. <laughs> it was, here's your smile. I mean, your coffee. You have a nice smile. You're very handsome. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, like, I've flirted with some girls, but I haven't been blatantly, like, I haven't, I haven't seen a girl flustered like that in, in forever. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, of course, me being the man who hates himself, rest of the drive, I'm like, was she effing with me? Is there like some kind of hitting camera? Oh, I'm picturing you driving away, eating this sandwich and drinking your coffee. Like, you've ne- just like, tastes good. Tastes well, better when you're this attractive. <laughs> <laughs> that moment lasted for like 30 seconds, and then all of a sudden, the insecurities came in. There's no way that girl thought I was attractive. I should go back and say, what are you saying? What did you mean by that? Did you want more money for a tip? Right, go back in angry and aggressive. How dare you say that I have a nice smile and then I'm handsome. Chad, we killed a man on the way here. (laughs) Got a lot of people say they loved the Chad Smith interview and they were convinced that all of us were stoned together. Steve was, I don't think Steve was stoned. 
Steve is here, and he's yeah, not stoned. Yeah, I'm looking at Steve is know. not stoned. Right, I'm like, no, I was like, I probably was. I don't think you were. We went hey, straight. Man, we did go straight there, we didn't we? We went straight from work. Yeah, well, I don't think we even, I didn't even have a beer for no, we did that. No. no, we were like on a mission. Yeah. Even BJ, when we played back some of the interview, he's like, man, it sounds like you guys are just in a room token up. That's <laughs> so funny. It was awesome. I did... I gotta say, I did laugh a little bit. Uh, I heard through the grapevine maybe uh, uh, Kedis wasn't as uh, no as friendly, bro. I was honestly when like they when I, you know I think a lot of people when they find out like okay we're getting we're getting Chad Smith this station's getting Anthony Kedis most people probably would be like no I'd rather Kedis because he's the front man yeah he's of course the, you know I mean he's the face of the band him and Flea yeah. I was like when I when I was like oh thank God we got Chad over Kiedis, like I knew we would match way better with Chad than Kiedis. Yeah, and I've said this before, like Miles and Thrill, in in the men's room as a show does awesome interviews, mm-hmm. but there's only so much room for for talk and questions. Yeah, so I usually kind of step back in those and can't. So there's been awesome interviews on the men's room, but as far as me like taking part in interview, that was hands down. I don't, I don't know what knowledge we got out of it, but that was the funnest like best interview I've been a part of. That, uh, I've said it. I told a lot of people, I'm like, that's, and it's no disrespect to all the, and, and you know, there's been a lot of great interviews I've been a part of. I mean, very, very lucky and very happy to be in hell. I'm going to go interview a bunch of wrestlers in, in, in two days. That was the most fun I've had doing an interview. And I think it was just the buildup, the nerves, who knows how it's going to go. They never do interviews with radio stations. <laughs> The hurry up and wait, you know, all right. this. Who knows how it's going to go? And it went so well. Right. And we were so deep backstage. Yes. We went to the, we got to the final, like, like the, the last of all backstages, like as back backstage as you can get. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I've done interviews before. I've done stage announcements at the key and been backstage, but I've never been like that deep in the, in like the backstage world. We were in their freaking rehearsal room. Right. I know. I saw somebody post a picture of a radio show uh, 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 in uh, San Diego. One of the, the DJs over there, she posted a picture of her interviewing Chad, and he was on his drum throne. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that would have been fun. I, I'm not, I don't ever, I don't regret anything about that interview because everything went so well and we had so much fun and he was such a cool guy. But then when we found out after the fact that typically he does it sitting on his drum set and sometimes we'll just start playing, I'm like, damn it. If our mics weren't already set up, he probably would have done that, but he saw all of our stuff set up and went beeline to the table. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it just starts. I mean, literally, when you hear that interview, that's a, that's just how it starts. Oh, the minute he walked in, I hit record. Yeah, yeah, and he just starts talking about the mics, and then boom, we were on. And then it's just, yeah, it was so much so much random. It, I, get, I get why people think it was three stone guys. And to this day, I don't know if Chad Smith even smokes weed. This is just speculation. Right. It's not like he walked in with a bong or a joint and said, like, what's up, fellas? No, right? Right? It's I pictured him now walking in the room just, hey, guys. I just crushed a Royal Red Robin burger. <laughs> right. I'll be dead honest with you. We were backstage for that long. I I never smelled anything. No, at yeah. all. At all. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, he just might be just that type of a dude. I mean, hell, we sounded stone and we weren't. Yeah. So like, yeah. And there's some bands you definitely smell it backstage. Oh, for sure. My yeah. favorite stoned experience with a band, and unfortunately, um, I, it was the basis of the Deftones, who's no, no longer with us. Uh, he passed away. But when I was working at the end, we did an end session. And it was with the Deftones. And I got to ask, uh, do like an interview while they were doing their performance. And I brought up something about, I was like, the first time I ever saw you guys is when you opened up for Kiss. And, and they all go, oh. And I'm like, yeah, it was 96. Kiss just reunited with the makeup. 
and I was so pumped. I went from Plattsburgh, New York, drove all the way to Albany. It was like three hours. Got there, had no idea you guys were playing until we walked in and saw the merch table, and it was a Deftone shirt. And I'm like, well, I don't think Kiss is just selling Deftone shirts. So I bought one immediately. I was like, got to get. A, I was obsessed with the Deftones. It was like right, right around when their first album came out, and uh, watched them. Crowd hated them, hated them because it's not Kiss. Yeah. And the best part about that concert, I brought it up to them. I'm like, but when I and they're like, yeah, oh yeah, we remember. I was like, best part is when you finish the set. Chino goes, we're the Deftones, and we know we're effing good, and drops the mic. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just such a gangster move. So we're all having a good time. End session's done, and then I think it was Kim or Kim Monroe who was the music director and, and worked at the station. I think it was her at the time. She's like, hey, do you want to go back there and and meet the band? I'm like, yes, of course. I'm a huge fan. So we walk back into like the little, a little like green room at this recording studio. Open up the door, the base of the Deftones. First guy I see smoking a joint, and the whole room nice. is just, yeah, it's just a cloud of smoke. I walk in and she's like, oh, this is Steve," and they're like, "Oh, hey, man." He's like, "What's up, dude?" And just gives me the joint. Now I'm in this weird dilemma of, well, I mean, I'm around people that are like work people, yeah, but freaking one of my all-time favorite bands is handing me a joint. Time to smoke. Yeah. So I start smoking and BSing with the guys. End up having like a super long, deep conversation with Chino of the Deftones. Nice. And a stoner conversation about Weezer. Right. All right. So we're going off. Later on that night, they play the call, uh, the Mercer Arena, which right. unfortunately just got torn down. It sucks. Yeah. Last week. What a bummer. Although I don't even know what the hell they were doing there recently. I, I don't either. I, I just crushed somebody the other night. Like what? we were out, literally, the Mercer Arena. That was Thursday, I think they tore town, and Friday, yeah. uh, I was having drinks and dinner before I went out, uh-huh. and this guy goes, yeah, we saw a show at the Mercer Arena. Mercer Arena, what happened to that place? And I go, oh, they tore it down yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I know, it just, I was like, sorry, that's hard. Punch to the gut. I found the two, man, Wixie, Bill Wixie from Q13 posted on his Facebook page, yeah. a video of it, and I'm watching this and going... Oh, I got really kind of almost emotional. I saw so many great concerts there, man. It was such a great concert venue because it was like it was almost like the Showwear Center. I don't was, think I ever stepped foot in there, bro. I don't even think that since we've been at KSW, I don't think anything that we would want to go to has been going on there. It used to be used for Bumbershoot. Yeah. A lot of bands that weren't big enough to fill up the Key Arena would play the Mercer Arena. All right, and it was great. So the Deftones played there later that night, and which was great because I lived in Queen Anne at the time, which was low rent. Sorry, Ted. Um, <laughs> In fact, it was free because I was an apartment manager. Walked over there. Yum. Yum. And uh, I'm about to do a stage announcement, and I'm waiting to do a stage announcement. You know, every band has, I mean, I, I never know if bands are picking it, but I think most headlining bands pick the music that's being played as the turnover. In between. Of, right. Yeah. All of Weezer, the Pinkerton album, is being played All right. on the loudspeakers, right? And I'm like, whoa. And I'm about to do a stage announcement. I see Chino. I'm like, hey, man, good to see you again. He goes, playing this for you, man. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, man, Weezer. You hear it? I'm like, give him a big bro hug. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Go out there. I'm like walking on cloud. I am stoned out of my mind in front of a sold out room of Deftones fans. I'm like, yeah, I got high with the Deftones. I didn't say that, but that would have been a great stage announcement. That's awesome. It was great, dude. It was it was a good time. Um, let's see how much. I, I got to chug a beer with Chevelle once. You also got the party with Shine Down. Did you yep. not? Did you not end up on their bus? Uh, it was that concert, but that band was Operator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about those guys. Yeah. Who won in the chugging 
Or was, I don't know if it was a contest. It wasn't a contest. Oh. I just like, you know, you have like meet and greets. Yeah. So it was like pain in the grass. Chevelle, by the way, are like the nicest guys. And they yeah. were already done. And they're so awesome live. Right. So uh, a buddy of mine who works, he was just like, I love Chevelle, but like my station never plays him. Can you get me an autograph? So I was like, sure. So I forget which record person it was. But as I was walking by, they were like, hey, do you want to get that picture or the autograph? And you want to get a picture with him? And I was like, sure. And then right then somebody like just handed out cans of beers. They were like. What a beer? And I was like, yeah. I should say I should say I chugged a bug beer with them. I think I got excited, just chugged it. <laughs> They're all sipping it. Right. Like just, I don't even know if all three of them drink. I think it was only like one guy that was just like, oh, great to meet you guys. That radio host is real aggressive with his drinking. Right. I mean, he's excited, but we wouldn't let him hang out all night. He just crushed one beer and left. Crushed a beer, got a picture and an autograph and left. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, dude. It is, right? <laughs> but what was it with the the, the band operator that? So it was it was the Shine Down show, yeah. And you ended up on their bus, and then they you, didn't the bus take you home? Yes, I ended up on their bus. It was a Sunday night. Uh huh. I was going through a rough part in my life, and they were like, "Just come to Spokane with us," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So we're driving the tour bus. Wait, so you already agreed and you yes. guys Oh my god. I'm on the bus. And then as we're getting start driving out of the city, I said, guys, I can't go. And they're like, Where do you live? And I and I God, I was so wasted. I couldn't even really get it. Finally, eventually, we're just like on what were we on? Like Oliver Bourne and the and the driver's oh, like I, I thought you were gonna say we were in like North Bend or something. No, and the guy's just like, Hey dude, I can't keep making turns. Like this is a bus. And I was like, All right, just let me out. So then they let me out, and the next day I get like a call from the record person, and they're like, "Hey, Johnny Strong from Operator, just wanted to check it." Or no, you know what? I he had gotten my number, and he texted the next day like, "Bro, you all right? We weren't positive that's where you live, but we had to get going." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm fine." You know what's funny? For like three years, somehow he would remember my birthday was on Christmas Eve, uh huh, and I would get a message from him. No. Yeah, that would be like, hey, Ted, man, what's up? And keep in mind, Johnny does not drink. He does not smoke weed, nothing. There was a couple guys in the band that liked to party. Right. So I was just like the animal that they had wound up and be like, give him another beer. Blow smoke into his face. <laughs> Put a bag over his head. <laughs> I remember that dude would call like two or three years in a row. I remember waking up on Christmas and be like, God damn, I got a message from Johnny again. That's pretty awesome, dude. Isn't it? Do you even know what they're up to these days? I don't. They had a moment. They did, man, because that was the first pain in the grass. They yeah. were at. Yeah. Man, and they were good. They were. They were that, great I band. still I still play that CD sometimes. I like it. Yeah, they were I'll probably listen to them on the way home. <laughs> they were solid, man. Yeah. That's I I knew some of the story. I didn't realize that they just dropped you off somewhere and then he checked up on you. Yeah. That's a cool dude. It was awesome. I also still just the surreal moment of being like, I need, all right, just let me off here. And I think I was, I was pretty close to my house, but I just, I wish you would have went. Yeah. I really do, man. Could you imagine next thing you know, you're like, oh man, I'm in Spokane. Right. And the thought process was, you know, they're round, they're they're getting me fired up, but it's like, you work at a rock station. This is the most rock and roll thing you could do. Your boss won't care. Uh, Was it a weeknight? It was a Sunday night. Oh, jeez. And I mean, this was, God. I mean, listen, I was faded on Sunday, but I was still okay. Right. Steve could attest. This was way back in the day when things would get a little, uh, a little, a little uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like still going through that first breakup. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's the most rock and roll thing you can do. You're right, man. Take me to Spokane. I want to be We don't even make the highway. Just guys, guys, let me out. If we ever become a touring band, which I know seems very possible, yeah. um, that, could, that should be our thing. Like, whatever town we go into, you get interviewed by the DJ, and then the goal is to convince that guy to go with you to the next city. Yeah. Just to see if they will. That would be so... Like, if I was, like, in you, Like, I'm thinking about, like, what band... Like, if Pearl Jam did that, I don't even care if I work the next day. I'd be like, I'm coming, and you guys, whenever you want me to leave is when I'll go home. Right. I think that was the realization I had, was somewhere on the bus ride to get on the highway, I was kind of like... Well, how am I going to get home? And they're like, oh, we can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember somebody, on the, I can't remember it was Johnny. One of them was like, dude, seriously, like, we, we can't get you home. We, like, we could take you out there. And it was right. like, all right, I better get out. And you, well, you could have got a flight home. I mean, I could have, yeah. It's not that expensive from Spokane, but I mean, obviously yeah. that would not be ideal. No. <laughs> First thing in the morning, you probably could have gotten a flight first thing in the morning, and well, you'd have to wake up. That would be the hard part. Johnny would have woke you up. Well, let's be honest. I would have gotten to Spokane, hung over, and have been like, "Well, you got to stay for the show." And at some point Tuesday morning, it's just like I don't know where I've slept to, to Monday night, and now I'm at the Spokane airport trying to get a flight. <laughs> Most people call in sick. Ted's calling in because I'm in Spokane. Operator kidnapped me. Yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a fun night. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, <laughs> I, I want to play some audio from Brandon Marshall. from uh, uh, What team is he on? Is he on the Giants now? Yeah, he just switched from the Jets. Jets to the Giants, yeah. yeah. I love that dude. And uh, and Actually, I'm a fan of his as well. He's great on the NFL Network. Uh, he's great on uh, Inside the NFL. May- yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. I just I just dig the dude. I was kind of bummed when he was free agent. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if the Seahawks pick him up. I mean, I don't, they don't need it, but, you know... It would, I, I just dig what that guy does. And, and, yeah. and I love how he's just upfront about, hey, man, I was young and dumb. I've said some dumb things over time. Thank but, you. But I'm, I've grown up and matured. Don't, don't, I, I think it's lame when people continue to pigeonhole somebody for their actions when they're in their early 20s and they're rich as F and they're mega millionaires, superstar football players, and haven't yet learned to grow up yet. Yeah. I mean, I forgive people for 27 and want to hop on tour buses, Steve. That's right. So the Mega Cats will be back. We got some great audio from Brandon Marshall uh, and how he reacted to seeing uh, a buddy of his buck naked when the Mega Cats returns. <laughs> it's hard to look and persuade when you are a robot. But at least I have a sexy Australian accent. The Mega Cats will be back. for my artificial knee. And all I had to do was tear it out of my leg with some pliers. Turn your medical implants, hips, knees, plates, screws, even dental implants, into cold, hard cash at cashforimplants.com. I had no idea that my teeth were worth so much. 
With titanium, vitalium, cobalt, and other exotic implant metals at record highs, now may be the best time to decide what you need more. A working left knee or cash, cash, cash. Cashforimplants.com pays top dollar for your medical implants. And because we own our own refinery, we can cut out the middleman when it comes to melting down your medical implant and then straining out all the random bits of bone and scar tissue. And that means more cash in your gaping wound hole. Wow! I just traded my grandmother's pacemaker for an Xbox 360! So don't let that titanium spine implant go to waste just sitting in your back. Put it to work by turning it into cash at cashforimplants.com. My uncle was dead anyway, and nobody at the funeral even noticed. Turn your medical implants into cash at cashforimplants.com. I want Ted and Steve to return. I also want to be a human, but I'm stuck being a robot. The mega cast is back. Tower. Royal Red. Frickles. Whiskey River. Chicken Wrap. Bottomless Fries. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Bottomless. We got to do all. We got to make the. What are we making? Like, oh, our old man, like, raps. <laughs> we should do a Red Robin trap rap song. Right, but we first we got to do our pizza song, right? We got to do our pizza song. We also have our um our uh, our diss track against uh, Geek Geek Nation. <laughs> Dude, over the weekend, I was here uh, at the radio station uh, with uh, Cody from uh, the End. All right, and uh, my buddy Jim from Defy Wrestling and Matt Farmer, who's a former wrestler, uh, great dude, does uh, indie riffic. It's a good, po- a really good podcast uh, with our boy uh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, with Vanderbeek. Yeah, with Jeremy. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Farmer uh, at Defy. Dude, Farmer's a good dude. I'll make sure to introduce you to him. Yeah, because I mean, we're always together on social media, but I'm not positive that I've actually hung out with him. I've never met him until Defy won. All right, so he's him and Cody are going to be the announcers for Defy. So we went and did post-production because, you know, we already filmed all the stuff and it actually drops on Friday. Uh, Defy One is going to be available, defyondemand.com. Nice. And so we came here to record all of the uh, play-by-play stuff and I helped produce it and put it all together. We get here on a Sunday, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, we want plenty of places to record. We get here, we walk up, we walk to the production room that we were going to use, which is the one right attached to KISW. And who's in there? Nerds. <laughs> so we all walk- of them? Uh... There was a room full of nerds. So we get up to it. I forget that not everyone knows our inside joke with the joking like nerds, right? Right. So I look in and they're like, I'm like, oh, it's being used. Like, oh, who's using it? I'm like, nerds. And they all look at me like, geez, Steve. I'm like, oh, no, no. It's just a joke because they do Geek Nation. Not really like, I'm not Ogre from Animal House or from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. It's just, that's what we call them. Uh, but yeah, we recorded it all. It turned out great. Uh, Cody's, Cody and Matt were awesome. Matt, Yeah, Cody's a stud. 
So good. I love that dude. He is such a good dude. Uh, he, he's on nights on 1077 at the end. Actually, everybody over there is awesome. You're Alyssa's right. super cool. Yep. Gregor's a man. Yep. Uh, Manly's, Manly's a dope dude. Manly's a genius. Yeah. Like when you see some of the stuff that my favorite thing that he, because not only is he on the air, but he also is behind the scenes, coordinates a lot of stuff, like is comes up with a lot of these great ideas at the end, comes up with. One of the best radio promotions I've ever experienced was the 21 Pilots uh, end session that they did in our conference room over there. It was like at five in the afternoon. Yeah. And what they did for those that don't listen to the end, that don't know the backstory, they had a bunch of people win passes to come to the station to be a part of a Skype interview with 21 Pilots. Yeah. So they these that's how you know you have a super fan, that you're trying to win tickets to come to a room where you can watch on Skype your favorite band answer questions that you might have for them. So they show up, all this, Skype comes on, they got the projector, it's the members, it's like Tyler from 21 Pilots, and then all of a sudden the, the connection cuts out. And everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And this is all Manly's idea. So everyone's like, what the hell's going on? I did not on? realize it was all his idea. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Next thing you know, out walking out of the curtain, 21 Pilots, the band. I got goosebumps right now talking about it, bro. I mean, if you're that 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 event over there was the most Beatle-like thing I've ever heard. Yes, and it was like a room full of you know sixteen-year-old girls and a forty-year-old man named Steve freaking the f out. I, yeah. I knew so, but I was like, I got kind of caught up because all these kids are crying, and I'm like, man, that's so cool that that band has that much power and has can evoke that kind of emotion from from their fans. And then they did a couple of songs, like three or four songs, and answered questions and took pictures. And, and they were big, but that seemed like that was right before they on, like went into the stratosphere. On the cusp. The album just came out. Yeah. It was doing really well. They were able to sell out WAMU or, yeah. the, or the Neptune. Um, but now... Now they'll headline key. Yeah, they'll sell out the key if they wanted to. They yeah. could probably sell out Sasquatch if they were the headliner. Mm-hmm. Such a great band. Probably could have sold out the Mercer Arena. If they didn't tear it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Brandon Marshall's in the news because, well, <laughs> I love this. I don't know if you've seen the picture of uh, Jake Cutler. It's out there. Uh, his, his girlfriend or his wife, uh, Kristen Cavallari, which that doesn't suck. Good for Jay. No. Does it bug you at all that she keeps releasing? Like, did he okay this is my only question. That's a good I, question. I read an article once that was just saying, like, like it. they were just saying there's some kind of sign. Like, you really shouldn't post pictures of, like, your partner sleeping or, like, I wouldn't. shots of them that they don't know. I would never. I have a great picture of Sid. I don't know if I saved it. Of Sid and Lulu, uh, both using my stomach as a pillow. Oh, nice! It's a cute picture, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be kind of funny to put like maybe on like Lulu's Instagram." I think I deleted it already. Oh no, there it is. Here, I'll show it to you because you know you're part of the family. Oh yeah, right? Isn't that cute? Yeah, but you're right. I think you follow the right idea path there, and you're like, "I'm not going to post that." And you, all you see is my wife's hair, a little bit of her forehead, and her glasses that are on. Yeah, but they're both asleep on my stomach, my my big ass stomach. And Lulu's out. And it's a great picture. <laughs> cold. And, and I think it's adorable, and it'd be funny on Lulu's Instagram. Like, yep, mom and me sleeping on dad's stomach, something like that. I don't know. Lulu writes them. I, I have no idea what she writes on her Instagram, but I would assume she would write something like that. But I'm like, I ain't taking no chances. So <laughs> yeah. you're right, dude. This picture, I mean, it's, you don't see his dong or anything, but he's buck naked on like a ledge looking out into an ocean. I mean, right. From what it looks like, either he just got up, or like they just had sex, and he's just on the deck chilling. Right. Which 
I don't know about you. I mean, granted, I don't have the body of Jay Cutler, but I don't necessarily just walk around buck naked looking out into nature. I I don't. But if but I look I, like him, maybe I would. Yeah, or maybe we just haven't stayed at a place that uh, cut off from everything else. Yeah, typically where I'm staying, the person in the room next to us can open up the door and stand right next to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of weird. He's a little secluded. Well, Instagram pulled the picture down because, you know, it violates their nudity policy, which is so silly, but whatever. Yeah, man. Over on Twitter, you can see everything. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, I will say, though, now that I'm on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter when I'm scrolling through, it does shock me. Like, oh, there's genitalia. Right. There's full penetration, a video of penetration. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We know people that do videos like that, and it's awesome to see. Yeah. But on Instagram, you can't even show it. No. It's it's getting shut down. Shut shut it down. So, Cutler, uh, I mean, sorry, Brandon Martian is some, Marshall is somewhere, and of course, TMZ's everywhere. And yep. typically, I get annoyed with TMZ walking up to a celebrity and asking them questions. You can usually hear the the impatience in the voice of the celebrity. Some reason, Brandon Marshall's like fully like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Like, yeah, super nice. And the TMZ guy pulls out the picture of Jay Cutler, who I guess they were buddies. You know, I I think they went to college together. And, and didn't they play together in Denver? Maybe that's what it is. Okay, maybe maybe I, I, I I'm not exactly sure, but you're yeah, his old Broncos running buddy. I guess they used to be good buddies when they were on the Broncos. Yeah. And shows Brandon Marshall the video, or the picture, and Brandon hadn't seen it before. And so this is just his reaction? This is his reaction. Nice, it, I it, haven't heard this. Bro, it is freaking hilarious. Okay, so here, I'll just start it from the beginning. Yo, Brandon, what do you think about Jay Cutler's wife posting nude pics of him on her Instagram? She did you see them? She didn't post any nude pics. She did, I'll show it to you. Hold no, on. she didn't. So he's got, he's, uh, right there, like... Typically, any celebrity sounds. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the, the. There was like a video of Warren Moon, and he was just like annoyed by fans. Like, oh, and like as TMZ's bugging him too. So I mean, the fact I would be annoyed by TMZ too, but I thought it was pretty interesting that like Brandon's just like, hey man, yeah, show me the picture. Yeah, and he's already transitioning after he's done, so he he gets it. He's getting ready to be a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Hold on, what's it? Like straight news or like yeah, yeah, watch, crop watch. top news. One second. This, right there. <laughs> what you think, man? Please look at this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what, any thoughts? She didn't do this. She did. Kristen Cavallari posted it. Jay, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Jay Cutler. Yeah, right now he's about to give like a little message to Jay. I just like his reaction to it. That's just a buddy being like, now his wife didn't really do this. Like, oh yeah, she did. Yeah, he goes right. He has the same thought as us. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't yeah. post something without their permission. It's not worth the headache. No. Jay Cutler. I've known you since we got drafted in 2006. Hey, let him what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he got the watch on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good night, all right? I mean, we could be wrong. Maybe he wanted to pose for that picture. That just seems weird. He's right. Why is yeah, he still wearing say, a watch? I'm telling you, Is dude, it a Fitbit? It looks like a Fitbit. That or, I honestly think, like, maybe this is just a post-sex picture. And he's like, ah, just yeah. banged a really hot chick. That's my wife. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know they're married and stuff. You're married, but still, you're on vacation. It's the middle of the day. You just yep. had sex. That's, I mean, just look at his body language. She's like, I'm a man looking out here. No one can see what we're doing, but we both got our hands on our hips and we're like looking out into the sunlight. Yeah. <sighs> and then his old buddy, Brandon Marshall.
goes. Ah! Jay, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's a great reaction, too. <laughs> he goes high-pitched, like, oh, what are we doing here? Ah! <laughs> Jay, what the hell are you doing? I wonder how many people are giving Jay Cutler a crap for that. You, you got to imagine. Oh, a ton. I, I would, if one of my buddies, like if any of the donkeys, if that came out, I would be, we would all be, I mean, dude, one of our, our guys on our team, his wife posted a picture of their feet on Instagram. It's a picture of like their shoes and it's like, hey, it's National Nike Day. Check us out. And it's a picture of him wearing Nikes and her wearing Nikes, right? All right. Of course, who screenshots it and puts them on blast on the group text? give you one guess you no oh munson yep but for what because they posted a picture of their he's shoes like, he's like that's a really cute picture to the, you know just not nothing awful but like really cute if you guys post pictures of your feet god I was damn dying. that is ruthless <laughs> can't even post a nice picture so imagine if somebody did that yeah like we're giving we're giving each other a hard time over a picture of feet Ugh. I can't wait till one of the donkeys shows up with a joint account. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of that. Do you want to hear something really funny? All right. All right. So Donald Trump. Yeah. That's it. That was really funny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've been working on my Trump, by the way. Oh, let me hear it. Getting the royal red. A lot of people are telling me it's one of the best burgers you'll ever have. You were doing that at the Red Robin. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Tower of Onion Rings, there's four of you that'll work out fine. We're going to replace, repeal, Frickles. <laughs> so there's a guy who's putting together songs based off of, he's inspired by Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, like a few months ago, there was a video that was spreading online, and it was hilarious. If you just look up Donald Trump emo tweets. Yeah. Somebody took all of his tweets back in the day and turned them into lyrics for a really I mean, really a dead-on impression of an emo song. Here's how it sounded. Just had a very open and successful presidential election About professional protesters decided by the media protesting Just, I'm gonna yeah. say this is the other horrible thing what's what's going on right now is like that's funny but it's also just like I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat right at what point do you look at the president and just go dude get off Twitter. you lost the popular vote you won the electoral college there was not millions of illegal people like just why does it matter right like why like you you have presidential stuff to do now like why are we still talking about this bro i have the hard time because it's like I'm, I'm in this constant struggle of following him on twitter getting annoyed and unfollowing him then being like oh man i kind of want to know what he's doing putting him back on and muting him because i'm like why are you tweeting yeah stop tweeting just right. stop tweeting and stop tweeting in all caps yeah and it just 
sometimes it just goes to his character as a person. Like, like, like you know, uh, Mike Hawk that works on our show, right? Yeah. He's a Republican. So we talk about this stuff all the time. Sure. I just go, I just don't understand why he has to bring it up. And why does everything have to be over the top? Why can't you just say, hey, let's take Obamacare, right? If it's that bad and everybody hates it, go, look, Obamacare, we got it. You know, we're going to get rid of it. Sad. Now, this plan isn't as great, but it's better than what we have now. But we never get that. It's always, it's going to be the greatest plan. People are telling me, it's just like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Like every appointee, Probably the greatest appointee ever. Like, no! Like, come on! You'd be like, to, to He's call like somebody- me after I go to a concert that I love. I'm like, that was the greatest concert I've ever been to. Yeah! Right? But I'm not talking about other people in my cabinet. Right. I'm talking about Alice in Chains live. Yeah, and you gotta wait to see what the guy in the cabinet does before. In, Jay Cutler. In retrospect, you can go, that was maybe the greatest cabinet pick ever. Jay Cutler put out the best naked picture of himself ever. Yeah. Jay, what the hell are you doing? So, I think it's the same person who made that. And the sad part is, bro, in my 20s, I would have loved that song. Like, that's yeah. It's just it's a great, very well-crafted emo song. So, this time around, the guy took speeches that Donald Trump has said. So, it's not tweets. He found speeches. And whoever made the video is, really did a great job. So, they have the speech video basically lip-syncing along to the song. All right. And so he grabbed parts from the speech and turned it into uh, an acoustic emo song. So it sounds like Dashboard Confessional or, or that Rise Against Swing Swing Away song. All right. All right, here we go. The media is so dishonest and so corrupt. The pylon is so amazing. The whole thing is one big fix. One big fix. So- it's one big ugly lie. It's one big fix. Which are lies, lies, lies Stories of fabrications and false They're right, lies, they're right, false Stories are false, it makes no difference And frankly, our country is going to hell I've always been thin-skinned, the tone is such hatred The funny part is that line came from an old speech or an interview that he did back like probably like 20 years ago when he was talking about being thin-skinned. Yeah. And then it matches up, what he's about to say is Donald now is talking about how thick-skinned he is. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny how they put it together. I've been thin-skinned from day one. The tone is such hatred. I don't have thin skin. I have very strong, very thick skin. And I don't call it thin-skinned. I'm angry. I'm very angry. It's just great. I, yeah. So well done. It is. I, I mean, we could have heard that on the end like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I wouldn't even realize it was about, it was taking lyrics from a president. Taking the lyrics from the right from his mouth. He's giving us good content. Yeah. But you know, someone out there is upset that you're talking about him. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't, you can't say anything. No, you really can't. It's, it's fascinating how just the word elicits vitriol on both ends. Someone's angry at you for either goofing on him or someone's angry at you for even bringing up that name because they don't want to ever hear it again. Yeah. So Trump away. Trump, 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 Trump. Right. I know. Trump. And it's funny, right? If I say anything bad about Trump, Trump I'm a Trump. snowflake. It's like, you're the same little bitches that wouldn't shut up about Obama not being an American or, uh, or, or, or thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Right? But if I say anything about Trump, right? 
<laughs> I'm a snowflake. And Jay, by the, the way, are you doing? I barely even ner- knew that term cuck until those people started using it. Y'all been downloading some weird porn. <laughs> Literally, I had to be like, is that really what they're referencing? Like, Jesus, dude. I, I haven't looked at the porn. I don't when they keep, call, keep calling people that don't like Trump, and he's like snowflake. Or you're such a. It, so it's they're saying C U C K. Cuck, right? For cuckold, okay. which is a term in porn where you, as a white man, specifically have a black man have sex with your wife. Jay, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> right? <laughs> but they use that to now. That. You've probably Bro, seen that term, I, right? I have, and I just. You know, sometimes you just you just kind of accept a word and you just assume, well, I should know it, but I don't, so I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. I never bothered to look it up. That's what it means. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, right? Whoa. So it's like, if you keep throwing that slur out at people- Guys, man a bitch! Right? Like, so what have you been downloading at home? Well, I did see a story that says there's three types of porn users. Which one are you? Here are the types. Recreational. That's 75% of the people. They watch it on an average of 24 minutes or less of porn a week. 24 minutes of, or less of porn a week. Uh, that's not me. Oh, I'm not recreational. Distressed, 12%. They watch an uh, average of 17 minutes a week, but feel super guilty about it. That's probably me. <laughs> Compulsive. Usually to a point where it's a problem. They watch an average of 110 minutes of porn a week, rearrange their schedule to watch, and sometimes see it affect their life. I feel like there's more than three. Yeah. I feel like I, I guess recreational, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But the problem is when I watch porn, <laughs> I'm probably watching it for like five minutes and I turn it off. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I know. I was about to say, we should probably get out of here. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us at the Megacast. Yeah. Good luck on your adventures at WrestleMania. Thank you, brother. Yeah, dude. I'm sure I'll be texting you some weird stuff. Nice. All right, let's get 10, Mega Family. I know. I was trying to slow down, but my body's sore from working out yesterday. Yeah, you started out quick. I know. I did squats. Oh, you gotta be that. You're that. The back of your legs are better. Fire. The worst is in the morning. You forget you did trying the squats. To poop? No, walking Uh-oh. down the stairs. Yeah. I almost tipped over and hurt Lulu. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll see you next time. Jay, what the hell are you doing?